Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. I'm going to wash that man. Lunchtime and Suppertime Theatre continues in the Cork Arts Theatre this week from Wednesday right through to Saturday with the hairdresser's calendar by Ger Fitzgibbon. So I spoke to Ger Fitzgibbon about a show that's very fondly remembered by both myself and Anne-Marie when we both saw it first time round. It's back for a repeat performance, well deserved, but I had no idea it had actually taken place so many years ago. I thought it was a lot more recent. So, memory plays tricks, and a lot has happened over the last few years. So to tell me more, here's playwright Ger Fitzgibbon. Ger, just as a clue as to what the conversation is going to be like, I was going to actually start the conversation with, um, so tell me, where are you going for your holidays? (laughs) (laughs) But isn't it true, the hairdresser is the person that we always talk yeah. to, we always confide in, yeah. and I'm sure... You're going anywhere, you're going anywhere nice. Yeah. You're going anywhere nice, yeah. What are you doing for the weekend? Um, so, yeah. Fanula Linehan, funny enough, when I was just reading, it was 2019 when you did this in the Cork Arts Theatre last. Um, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought yeah. it was a lot more recent because it's still very fresh in my memory, and that's obviously the impression that Fanula left on me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it it still feels kind of it feels quite fresh in rehearsal as well. Great. Yes, I know. I was I was surprised at that myself. I would have said, oh, maybe it was two years ago, but yeah. actually it's three. Yeah. But of course, we've been through that strange kind of time warp of COVID <sighs> in the interim, where everybody that. had a terrible haircut. You know, there for a while. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to eventually resort to trimming my beard because I was beginning to look like a wino between the <laughs> straggly hair and, and the rough beard. <laughs> I had to do something to improve the image a bit. Well, we yeah, certainly found was, out that we can't do without hairdressers, but psychologically we can't yeah. do without them either. I found it incredible that your insight into the female psyche, Jerry, you know a lot more than you let on. <laughs> well, they used to say a while ago, I'm getting in touch with my feminine side. Well, <laughs> um, you see, I, I mean, I, I did have the advantage of four older sisters uh-huh. and then various aunts and things like that. And then I happened upon a wonderful hairdresser who's 
who works out near the lock there, between the lock and super value. And I just, I, I really enjoyed going there yep. and, uh, you know, having my hair done, but being a fly on the wall. And this is, you know, somebody with a great personality. Now, the hairdresser in the play isn't no. isn't my hairdresser, but it became kind of clear to me how how important that kind of the small local hairdresser is to a whole community of yeah. people. I mean, as the, it's almost like a therapy session. It, it's the local news service. They're kind of amazing, really, the amount of uh, generosity that's, with which they do their job. You know, giving everybody attention and remembering everybody, the names of children and <laughs> extraordinary, really. Actually, that's true. I was getting my hair done there recently. My first cut, I remember, about a year ago. And she'd actually remember a conversation we'd had about two years previous to that. And I just said, you know, consider the amount of people that have come through the doors, you know, particularly when things got busy again. I said, yeah, their ability to file away and keep information. Now, I agree with you there. Obviously, this was an idea that was bouncing around in your head at some stage or other, and you had to put pen to paper. Was there any one particular event or whatever, or was it just something that eventually just through osmosis came, it just sweated out of you? I think there were, it was probably a collision of a few different things. One was being out in my local supermarket, which is out near the Rockets, the super value out there. Yeah. And it, it always to me, has the feel of an old-fashioned country supermarket or shop because everybody knows everybody. There are loads of conversations going on. The staff seem to never change. And there's there's a great kind of maziness. And I was was simply, I was queuing up at the checkout and there were two old guys. The way I say that, you'd imagine I was a young guy. But (laughs) there were two old guys behind me. And one looked at the other and said, yeah, hello, boy. I haven't seen you for ages. And I just thought, that's brilliant. I mean, I haven't, that's a voice I haven't heard for a long time. And so there was that. There was the hairdresser, which I became kind of interested in as, as a kind of location, so to speak. I mean, she's the person who knows everybody, the hairdresser in my play. She knows everybody in the area and she knows all their stories yeah, and yeah, all yeah. their secrets and you know, they, you have, they, they used to say a man has no secrets from his tailor. I think a woman has no secrets from her hairdresser. Tell me, Jer, why do you call it the hairdresser's calendar? That was one of the things, the inspiration and things, I suppose, from, from being there and just chatting to the hairdresser and, and just seeing kind of how people like that work and how they organize their lives and how they anticipate things, you know? Because yeah. she'd, she'd say... You know, as I was going off after my my little trim, she would say, "No, if you want to, if you want to know the trim in six weeks or so, you're going to have to book early because <laughs> I'll have you know all the confirmations and the communions will be coming in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then after that it'll be something else. It'll be the summer weddings, and then it'll be yeah. the the autumns that will be the debs and so on. You know, yeah. and I realised that her whole the whole year was organised in terms of these big events in other people's lives. Social events, yes. Um, yeah. That was where calendar came from. There is, of course, there's a, kind of a very, an old English poem called the Shepherd's Calendar, and that kind of maybe there's an echo of that somewhere mm. in the background. But it just struck me, this person was a kind of, um, that potentially the hairdresser in the play is a kind of witness to other people's big events all the time when they're um, getting married or when they're having babies or having, you know, when they're, the babies are being christened and they're getting a hairdo for the christening and so on and so on. And then it comes to her 
she attends one of her friends, a close friend dies and she attends the funeral and she suddenly dawns on her that funerals are not part of her calendar. Nobody gets their hair done for a funeral. So uh, kind of in a way, it's a sort of, it's a whiff of mortality. Suddenly, you know, it's like a, an open door with a cold breeze blowing through. And she starts to think about that and about her own life. Yeah. In the meantime, there's a second strand, of course, running, which is that she's expecting her, her snooty sister-in-law, who lives in Malaga, to arrive <laughs> for a day or two. And so she's under serious pressure to put up a posh dinner for the sister in Malaga. Okay. Meantime, she's trying to work and she's trying to persuade her husband, who's at home, how to go and do the shopping, what to shop for, how to put his sheets in the in the washing machine and so on. So that's the kind of, that's the ticking bomb as it were going on in the background. I do remember so, uh, how, I do remember how ambidextrous Fanula Linehan was literally <laughs> juggling several lives, her own life, her own social life as well. Several yeah. weapons that she was armed with, of course, mobile phones and scissors. And uh, yeah. armed with all of that, we have a show called The, the Hairdresser's Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, the husband, I mean, the whole kind of relationship with the husband, I think, is great fun because, you know, when when customers ring up, she has this kind of posh voice that she puts on, you know, kind of, you know, go to Locks Hair Salon. The phone voice. And then when the husband rings up, it's, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Himself. I'm trying to do. <laughs> Given Fanula's performance, she earned the right to do it again. Is, is it amazing sometimes when you get a second shot at something, some other things kind of come out in the wash that didn't come out the first time that's, around? That's true. Yeah, we were just discussing that actually yesterday. We were in rehearsal this week, obviously, just, you know, going over the thing again and making making some adjustments. And um yeah, I think there were kind of the renew colours coming into it. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, we've been we we've all been through this strange time in the last couple of years. Yes, and that has its own impact yes. on the way you read the text and and how it's performed and so on. Yeah. So uh, you know, we're we're hoping we'll get another another good run out of it. I kind of wrote it very much with Fanula in mind because I had worked with her when we were doing Juno on the Paycock up in the Everyman. Yes, I and remember. She was. She was fabulous in that as Maisie Madigan. Yes. And um, I really wanted I wanted an excuse to work with Fanula again. So um, I, I kind of even before I had written it properly, I had I approached her and um, I was amazed that it was the first time she had done a one woman show, you know. That is extraordinary. Yes. But she's such a good actor and she has such a lovely theatrical sense. She'll make you laugh and she'll break your heart in the same instant. You know? <laughs> and the funny thing is, with her imagination, she's never on her own, is she? So, um, <laughs> yeah. herself yeah. and all of her invisible friends and associates, husbands and in-laws, all appearing together in this right. wonderful <laughs> performance, uh, both lunchtime yeah. and at supper time. Starting on Wednesday yeah. in, in the Cork Arts Theatre. So I think people That's can right. gather from our discussion that it might be worth going to. I think, yeah, even on even on a sunny day, I yeah. think it would be, be a lovely um, trip into somebody else's world, you know. OK. I think you would come out refreshed. <laughs> and I think I did. I certainly remember it. I also remember the sense of fun that was and divilment that took place in the performance as well. 
Very refreshing lunchtime or suppertime performance. Just go to the Cork Arts Theatre and get yourself a seat now before they're all taken. Right. In the meantime, Ger, thanks for just the insight into the whole journey that yeah. particular story has taken. And uh, I'm delighted to see it coming back. Well worth, right. well worth a second showing, a second outing. Yeah. So thank you, Ger. Yeah. Thanks a million. Thanks very much, Connor. Playwright Ger Fitzgibbon there talking about the hairdresser's calendar. And it was a great chat altogether. We could have shot the breeze together for ages and spoken about everything and nothing. And of course, we got nothing covered, like who was the director and who designed the set? Well, the answers to that question would have been Jack Healy and no stranger to a one-man show himself. Theatre Makers Production, and it's running from the 13th. That's Wednesday right through to Saturday. Lunchtime. You arrive at 12.15, the performance is at 1pm after you've had your grub, or if you turn up on Friday and Saturday, there's an 8 o'clock supper time with a performance at 9pm, and you're going to enjoy every course of it. That's the Cork Arts Theatre, this Wednesday to Saturday. And by the way, Jer is already working on his next project, so I'll just have to book him in for another appointment. In the meantime, would you like some hairspray with that? And now, broadcast live in front of a live studio audience for the first time from the certified up-to-code WYGT studio, it's the Corny Collins Miss Hairspray Spectacular. He's Corny. Brought to you by Ultra Punch Hairspray. What gives a girl power and punch? Is it charm? Is it poise? No, it's hairspray.